Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, it's Doctor Who and we are living life to the extremists. That's right, it's, we're talking about the episode Extremist, Season 10, Episode 6 on AfterBuzz TV's Doctor Who After Show. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey guys. It's Doctor Who time. The chat is already mad at me because of that pun. <laughs> I mean, that quickly. It's it's a it was it was a pun. It was. It there. did exist. Yes. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us at AfterBuzz TV's Doctor Who After Show. I'm your uh, terrible joke filled host, Zach Wilson. Uh, you can find me and yell at me for my puns at that Zach Wilson all across the internet. Um, Adrian Snow and Dave Child, unfortunately, couldn't join us this week, but we got Brianna Phipps filling in. Hey, guys. Find me at bphipps14 on Twitter and Instagram, bphipps1214 on Snapchat. And the always stalwart, uh, always ready to put his boxing dukes up. Got my dukes! Got my dukes from Tori Miller! Yo, you can find me at Tori J! T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y! The weirdness got to the end of the table this week. <laughs> Usually it's Dave and Tari in the middle going oh, okay. like crazy, so and then me and Adrian, Adrian, me and Adrian on the outside, like what? Just what's happening? <laughs> it's like ten minutes of just Dave and Tari going on, pretty yeah. much. That Something sounds about like right. That. Yeah, the uh, best show. Yes, Florence Flowers wants to know why, and it's because I can. <laughs> the only reason to ever, which yeah. I actually feel like is also an explanation for most things that happen on Doctor Who. Why, Moffat? Why? Because, because. I could. <laughs> um, but I feel like um, just l- like diving into tonight's episode or last night's episode, um, I feel like. If, if that's all the reason, like, great. Because I dug this episode in a big way. Yeah, it was really interesting. Like, I I didn't see the... I, I, I guess you can call it a twist. I didn't see the the turnaround ha- uh, happening. It was a twist. I would say a twist is yeah. appropriate. Um, which I really enjoyed. It also... Uh, yes, I really enjoyed it. I just love having an episode this season where we kind of get... S- some more familiar faces from past season. Yeah. Um, it is, It is like, it's tough when they, like, move on a lot from mm-hmm. the, the past cast. And, like, while we all needed a companion shift, um, it is nice to see Missy again. Uh, but, like, that, like, seeing Missy was great. I think the stuff that they revealed with Missy was great. Um, maybe we didn't need to wait six episodes to reveal since we pretty much got it in the pilot of this it was called the pilot. Yes. That was appropriate, right? Um, we got it in that episode. Like we knew who was back there. So six episodes to string out that mystery is a lot. Yeah, well, but it worked. I'm it, not mad. Yeah, I, I liked the the lead up to the the reveal. Um, I 
I'm sad that it wasn't something else in the vault. Uh, what did you want to be in the vault? I wanted it to be literally anything else. <laughs> um, mostly because we called it so early and everyone knew that it would be the master in the vault. I wanted it to be something that we hadn't seen before. Uh, something that we saw like in, in super early seasons of like maybe Matt Smith times. Like I really wanted or even it to be it something. Had, yeah, or even if it had been John Sim master, that would have been a twist and a right. surprise over Missy. We, we knew it would be Missy in there. Yeah. Well, she'd been gone for too long. She needed to make an appearance again. It also just it added up that, like, who, what would the Doctor have locked away? And then, I like, that, but with I just, Time I just, Lord technology. and I just feel that any time the Master is gone for, like, okay, it's been about a season and a half. Time to bring the Master back. Yeah. They always kind of do that. But that said, the reason for put that her for her being in there, I loved. I thought that was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that, like... Somebody out there determined that Missy had was too dangerous to the to the to the universe and the galaxy to everywhere to live. Um, she's caused wanton destruction over multiple worlds, mm-hmm. not just as Missy, but as the master before her. Um, and it, it was one. It's one of those things like when you have people that are that believe in the death penalty, like whatever you think of it. When people do. It's always a it's always a calculation of like okay what does it take for this person to live what is the to kill them would it would it save lives is it right to kill them and the doctor asks that question mm-hmm. but I think it's it makes sense that like these interstellar executioners would single out the master right I mean but so we get this moment where essentially the doctor saves her. Um, and that to me means that like anything wrong that she does from this moment forward, like it's, it's on him. Like, so if he ever fails his oath and what it seems like he's, he might pull her out, uh, to help him, like anything that she does that is evil, like he's now responsible for it. I would say that that was true before, though, because she's saved. Uh, he saved. He has saved her him and slash her, yeah, and the, like at a different whatever Multiple point times. it was, yeah, many times. So I think it's already on his shoulders. I think there's a difference between like letting someone live. I'm making air quotes behind my computer, and <laughs> like essentially stopping someone's execution for wrongdoing. Like he's circumventing the law for his own his own beliefs or his own like means. Which I don't think is that's fair. Correct. Um, I guess is this the is this the shadow proclamation? Is that what these people are? They never. He always invokes. Yeah, he always invokes the shadow proclamation, and I'm like, is that these guys? Yeah, <laughs> I would assume so. <laughs> are they part of that whole thing? Yeah, because um, they are. Car- if they are the law, like that has to be what they're carrying out. Mm-hmm. Um. I I did think it was fascinating to hear like the, how complicated it would be. Like they've le- they've had to learn to kill all kinds of beings, but time lords <laughs> are the most difficult. Because yeah, calculate that we have to kill both your hearts. Also, cut off this thing to your brainstem. Also, yeah, we lock you away for a thousand years in a box with your dead, lifeless body. I thought it was. D- didn't we establish in uh, series six that all you had to do was like kill him mid regeneration? Yeah. Moffat. I mean, but we have also established that uh, a doc- like a, a Time Lord can be brought back even once they're dead. Yes. So, like, when, uh, when, when 8 
died in that crash, and then the witches brought him back and then gave him his new regeneration to the war doctor. So, like, even if they killed her during mid-resurrection... Uh, like I'm making finger guns. <laughs> Don't judge me. Um, even if they killed her mid-regeneration, uh, uh, there's still that, like, piece that means that she could come back. Yeah, don't forget the master uh was a pe- was like goo at one point uh in yeah. the in the Doctor Who uh movie with the, with the eighth <laughs> doctor. Uh so anything's possible. Yeah. Um the doctor's also like the only time lord that we are aware of who has been besides the doctor who has a second set of regenerations besides him. Right. Well, that we've seen, yeah. Yeah, that we're that yeah that we know of. So, um, Billie Jean girl says that she hopes they're not the Shadow Proclamation because they were really wussies, basically. <laughs> um, and I I would agree. Like they all hightailed it real fast. Yeah, I mean, he just like basically said, "Look how many times I've died." Well, I don't or, think that they would be the only people. Like, I don't think these are like the cops. They yeah. say that they're the executioners. So whoever, because it would be. The, um, oh, they weren't even the executioners. They the, were the standbyers while he was going to execute her. They were the bystanders. Well, they I guess they established I mean, yeah. the execution, but there are like specific rules about killing a Time Lord mm-hmm. um, that I guess the Time Lords negotiated with these people. I mean, it is kind of true. Like It's kind of like killing an endangered animal. At this point. At yeah. this point. Yeah. It is. Like, oh, there's, like only, highly there's endangered only two animal. of these birds, and now one's a male, one's female, but... This one but bird did murder. something really bad, so we should. I don't know. Well, yeah, if, if if oh, I hadn't thought if, about that. That's a very, that's a really good point. If one of the last tigers in the world like mauled someone, they would definitely put it down, though. I don't know. I think that it would depend would. on which country or city. <laughs> we would put him down. I don't know. That, Harambe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that we would. Although that does establish, like, if, if we go with that line of thinking, then we have to like push the doctor and Missy. We have to start shipping them, at least in like a zoological like uh-huh. facet. If we're going down, that I don't ever hole. want to imagine them two being shipped together. I don't know. I think it'd be really angry sex. I think it'd be really interesting. Um, there'd be like a lot of "I hate yous" in there, just like in the middle. Ah, it'd be great. Regenerate mid coitus. Ah, oh, wouldn't that be insane? He's like, "Is it big enough for you?" And then he regenerates, and he's like, "How about now?" Close your eyes, oh wakes, my what, opens them, and it's a different person. Ah, the slash fiction! <laughs> All of it! The, the chat is only just now realize, like catching up to us, because there's a slight delay. Yes. So I'm loving that, like, no, Tari, too far, too far, don't ship them! And then we'll, Samuel, uh, Kay, and I, oh damn, you're right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, that oh, may have gone too far. Okay, um, guys, I don't know where lines are. I just, I just. <laughs> but Doctor I don't, Who, there really pers- are no. Personally, lines. I don't think True. we've crossed it yet. Yeah. But anyway, let's get back on track. Um, <laughs> what, that wasn't part of the episode. I did. I, I did love uh, Nardal. Uh, he was showing great up here, this and like this is so. This is the second time that he that the Doctor meets Nardal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the first time that Nardal meets the. No, it would be the second time for both of them. Yeah. Um, and he says that he followed her there, followed him there from Derillium, where uh, he was with River. Because, reminder, Nardal was was River's companion first, which, I, which is great. 
Um, I also just loved the stuff we got with Nardal and build this episode of them yeah, traveling. Together. They were they were great. Um, just point of clarification because I got confused. Drillium is the, the planet with the singing towers that yes. he and River had, which is which is not to be confused with Delirium, which is like some kind of outer space archive that Matt Smith's doctor went and visited at one point. Yes. That is true. I had to cl- I had to like Google and make sure I had the right one. <laughs> so I was like, "Wait a minute! He followed him there from from there. That's all kinds of confusing captions, man. You gotta you gotta keep them captions, baby. They they'll never lead you astray, yep. except for when they do. Um, but yeah, um, and yes, Chris, the monk, uh, the, the, the you ask for a priest, and Nardal's just like, "I've got this book. It's kind of a Bible. Think and about it. It's diary. yeah, yeah." Um, and, and like you read Bible's diaries. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can aren't technically all say guess bi- you- chat aren't all Bible's diaries. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna let you keep. <laughs> I'm gonna let you keep going. I just had to make that joke. But yeah, um, but let's um, let's go back into uh, the actual like plot line of Extremis. Um, unless you guys had more anything more on Missy, we can come back around to it. Of course, nah, keep going. Um, look, because this was a mind f of an episode. <laughs> yes. Um, the twist was well was well structured, well paced. Like it surprised me, but it didn't feel like at first. I was like, "What? How? Why? This makes no sense. Mm-hmm. How you far back the, are we going? You went through the five stages of grief. Yeah." <laughs> Um, and then, because then I start, and then I started negotiating. I was like, "All right, well, how far back is this going to go? Does this mean, how, like, are we going back to like last season that we've been in a computer simulation? Is Matt Smith still the Doctor, and this is a simulation all the way? Oh my god! If so I might be on board I was for about it. To be but... like, you'd be so happy if it went back to the fact that Matt Smith was again the Doctor. <laughs> I mean, like, it would be one of those things where I'm like, oh, but I like Matt Smith, but like that makes no sense at all. Yeah. Um, and then Clara would be the companion again. No! <laughs> or maybe we'll go all the way back and it'll be Tenet and Donna again. That'd be fun. That'd be nice. <laughs> um, originally, I thought it, the simulation started when they entered the library. Because that's when we first saw the, the first projector. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, all right, I could see it starting there. Like, once they passed that threshold, then essentially they entered into the simulated uh, world... Uh, but it started at the like credit sequence, which I thought was really well done. Yeah, because um, there was no way for you to know when it had started, other than the fact that like he, yeah, other than the fact that him putting on his glasses in one place and starting in another place is a, uh, was a thing. Can we talk about his him and the blindness for a second? Yeah. Yes, because like yeah, we are. It was a big part of this episode. Is it wrong of me to kind of think that Stephen Moffat and Capaldi maybe just did that so he could wear the sunglasses again? <laughs> They're bringing the sunglasses back. I love them. Um, you don't like the Sonic sunglasses? I don't mind the Sonic sunglasses. It's just that was part of my thought process. It was like, I wonder if this was like actually thoughtful storyline or if like Capaldi was just like, can we make me wear my sunglasses again? And they're like, how do we do that? All right, let's make it. <laughs> um, I know I've, I saw some people in chat um, that felt... That it was, they don't like the the blindness. I but think that I if think it goes on for too long, it's it'll get it'll get annoying because yeah. like we're, we it's there's just extra steps like having Nardal like narrate things. Like by and, next episode, he'll have to get his sight back. 
I I disagree. Really? I really the thing I like about it is that it actually makes me feel uneasy because uh, so there's this concept in improv where if the players on stage feel uneasy then the audience feels uneasy and so like they don't, they can't you they can't trust you enough to laugh. And I feel like usually we can always trust in the doctor that he'll come through in the end in some way, shape, or form. But now we don't, we can't really rely on him as much, and so it like adds so much more stakes and and like I guess uh, threats to everything that's going on. That's true. I mean, the doctor is an unstoppable force at this point. Like we've seen him solve. It. Like he says last. Last in the last episode, like I'm gonna be, my ego is gonna be really big when I come back from this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he has like five minutes to like save them all from killer spacesuits and like lack of oxygen, uh, and he does it, but we he might not. Yeah, now like there's a legitimate chance that I him mean, being blind could impede them from succeeding. The main thing that I like about the blindness storyline is the vulnerability that it gives him. Like, mm-hmm. him not wanting to tell Bill that he's blind because it does make him appear more weak or that he can't handle things or can't necessarily help them in every way possible. Like, so I do like the vulnerability because I like, I like it when the doctor does have, like, those kind of moments where he's like, takes a step back and realizes his own kind of mortality in certain ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that the... I it, it the stakes of it got erased, but I appreciated the use in the moment of... Uh, the reading device that gave him his eyesight back temporarily. Mm-hmm. He's like he's borrowing from his future. Mm-hmm. Like maybe all my maybe met my next regeneration will be completely blind, or uh, I could lose all my regenerations. And he's just like basically like gambling. Yeah, doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> but I mean, he might uh, use it again. He he might use it in the, the real world. The fact that that device exists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so someone in the in the chat, uh, Andre Drew was asking if we could explain the projections within the sunglasses. Um, no, the or like the the, world the room projections. of portal, oh, portals, oh, oh, oh. which look so perfectly like the blue portals from Portal. Yes, they uh, do. I appreciated it, especially in concert with the Super Mario reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, so okay, so the portals uh, were essentially it seemed. The way for whatever these space—I don't want to call them space monks because we've had monks before. Well, they're they're, they're in robes. Yeah, like they're monks. in cardinal robes. So um, like they're space cardinals, spartinals. The spartinals, spartinals. The spartinals. Uh, for the until they're named, they are now the spartinals. Yeah. Uh, the spartinals. Um, I guess that's their like access door to this simulation to like see how it's all unfolding and they seem to put portals in the most important places around the globe right they put it in the pentagon the vatican and cern so like seemingly like the 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 posts of some of the the biggest pillars of our society the biggest religious like physical place on the planet Mm -hmm. uh the one of the biggest scientific places on the planet in CERN with the Hadron Collider. Yeah. And the Pentagon, one of the biggest uh, law enforcement places on the planet. Right. So I think the rest of them probably went into, like, other, like, one of them maybe opened into MI6. And, yeah. And, like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah. And so, essentially, 
you could assume you could say that it, it's um, it's like a what a, we would have a computer simulator, but it just is on a larger scale. It's like level select. Yeah. At the beginning of a video game. So I have a I have here's my issue with their plan. Um, uh, the one thing that I don't understand is in these simulations they essentially put in a book that says this is a simulation, and they also intervene by having these little portals. And I don't understand the purpose of either of those things. The I don't think they put in the book. I think they ran a simulation that goes back like far to see like how everything unfolded. Right. And at some point, like they were letting the simulation play out and maybe they didn't account for this piece that like somebody became aware, wrote this book and hid it under the earth in the Vatican within the simulation. Okay. Cuz everyone's behaving autonomously except for the random generated numbers. So uh, Pope Benedict the Ninth, I think, was the one that, that would turned out. There was a female pope, yeah, that the who, doctor was close with, and she looks just like Angelina Jolie. Yeah, that was super weird. <laughs> Angelina Jolie, yeah. tra- time traveled and became the pope. Yeah, I mean, why not? Hey, you know, you know, she's a humanitarian. Actors gotta take TV roles now. Sometimes you never. Know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I look forward to that episode, Moffat. Um, <laughs> secretly, that's the finale. Angelina Jolie. Angelina oh. Jolie. Is the, I thought uh, you were going to say Angelina Jolie is just the new doctor. No. Uh, <laughs> first American and first. No. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> no. No, I'm not about that. Uh, not specifically Angelina Jolie. Uh, anyway, um, so I, that was my interpretation of it was that like it was just somebody within the simulation discovering it and stowing away this this secret. But if they restart the simulation every time, then that book, they'd have to have ex- deleted the book. Like, I, I guess I don't understand the purpose or the, like, reasoning of the book. I, I think it's like, um, I'm trying to think of what a good analogy would be. So it's, like, it's like inside the Matrix, like, let's, like, if we just utilize the Matrix. And it's not, right. not going to be a perfect analogy, but... Um, if, like, Morpheus had gone in, or, like, when they first, like, when Morpheus first was awoken. Yeah. Um, if he, like, had stashed a book that still happened in the simulation. Theoretically, if they, if they knew about it, if, like, Mr. Smith knew about it, he could go in and delete it. But I think the idea is that this is such a massive simulation with a million, like, billions and trillions of things that are happening. They can't track every single one. And this was so hidden that they weren't aware of it. And they had to, like, go into the... Maybe it's, like, more complex with it when you do the simulations. They can't just, like, delete the code. They have to go in and remove it Okay. from the world. So then we're assuming that the the main variation of this time, this time around in their simulation is the addition of this book. That we're, we're assuming that the existence of the Veritas is the catalyst that made this different from all the other simulations. Um, I actually didn't think that, I, uh, but that's possible. Okay. Um, my thought with it was just like that probably happened in every simulation um, where they're trying different. Th- I think the idea is they tried different. It got past this. It got to the point where they were trying to. They tried. Uh, they simulated invading in the 40s and it didn't work. They tried it, it, invading in the 80s. It didn't work. They tried invading via 
uh, like coming in, dropping into Los Angeles didn't work. Tried coming into London didn't work. And this like they picked out this plan that supposedly in a, in a simulation because there have been many simulations at this point. This is just one of them. Right, has worked. But the main purpose of the book in this episode was not even the purpose of it, but the the book essentially caused everyone to become self-aware in the simulation. So this so essentially in their real uh plan like when they go to invade the earth there won't it won't be a it won't be a simulation so there'll be no cause for everyone to kill themselves or like anything of that sort. I I just I'm just trying to to like Wrap I guess talk through it. the purpose of the book. Um and it, it confuses me. Unless, at some point, um, if unless maybe they've been doing this since the time of Pope Benedict, and, like, then Pope Benedict wrote this book because she had run into uh, the aliens, knowing aliens exist because of the Doctor, and maybe that was the reason, but I just don't understand it outside of that. Okay. All fair questions. Um, I don't know how much I don't know if I can I mean, like uh, no, looking I, at the chat uh, no, no, it looks yeah. like other people were also confused yeah I mean I'm just I'm literally just trying to talk this through to understand I, you know we're all bouncing stuff off of each other chat yeah. tell me what you think what you want girl I mean I think with Doctor Who sometimes I just accept the fact that I don't understand <laughs> what is going on um, you're right There, I mean there are quite, inevitably with Doctor Who there are always questions many times they do not have answers um, in this case, this is obviously a, a multi-parter. I think this is the three-parter that they've been talking about. Um, okay. In so the this season. is the first part of three? Yeah. They had said there was going to be a three-part episode this season. I believe this is it. Um, I don't know that I mean, for it is sure. The, it's the middle, so it would make sense. Yeah. Um, well, it's either either the middle or the f- final three. Yeah. Is where it's uh, it's appropriate. Um, the chat's asking if Nardal and Bill are dead. Since uh, they, no, Nard- they didn't because they didn't kill themselves. Yeah, yeah, Nardal and Bill, the virtual Nardal and Bill are gone. Yes, but real life Nardal and Bill are totally fine. Yeah, in my, they're unaffected, in my head, unaware that in my any head of this when is they going when they dissimilated inside of of the simulation, that their real selves woke back up. That's in my head what happened. <laughs> well, I don't even think their their real selves were knocked out. Really? I think it was. Yeah. I think the idea is the simulation versions of these are completely disconnected uh, yeah. from anything going on on the earth the only reason that the doctor is aware of it is because like dr x uh, and i say that only because that's how he signed the note mm-hmm. um uh sent in the in email via sonic through their computers to himself like everyone else is just like these, these are just like basically recorded copies of themselves they're it's not like uh the matrix where they Got like it. zapped them into it right I also just want to like mention how fast like Bill has just accepted the fact of dead bodies now, because it, it was just it was just a few episodes ago where she was like freaking out about death and seeing dead bodies and seeing people die because she'd never seen it, and then like she walks into this the president's room, she's like, this the president, and she just is so unfazed. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying. I mean, maybe she's around, she's around the doctor. She's just like, well, this is part of my life now. Yeah, maybe after like being chased through the Vatican by, like, monsters and, like, a dude shot him. Like, yeah, I guess you And get being chased by, like, dead people bit. in spacesuits. Yeah, she's being, seen a few more dead being bodies Being chased by now. lice, wood lice. And- <laughs> yeah, she did watch all of her friends die and then come back to life. So, I mean, what's a dead body? Yeah. 
here or there. <laughs> um, what did you guys? Let's talk about Bill for a second. Um, what did you guys think of uh, Penny? That whole plot line um, that like was there for the very beginning and for the very end. Yeah, I thought it was really cute. Also, like it it felt like from Penny's perspective that uh, she was essentially walking into a trap. Like one of those pray the gay away traps where uh, essentially she's going to get pulled into this room and they're well, going to try to exercise her demons. Well, like, thank if, a God. Pope, if a pope ran out during one of your first dates and you know that the religious standpoint yeah. of what they think of uh, a gay couple would be, what would, you, what would be your reaction? I'm, thank I, God yeah. that was the simulation version <laughs> of Penny because if that was the real one... Like she would, ne- she would have so many uh, problems going forward. Like never accepting like herself or like who she truly is. Uh, if the first time she goes on a date with a woman that she's attracted to, and she's like, I don't know, like people are against it. Like maybe probably her family has mm-hmm. problems with it. And the Pope walks out, starts yelling at her in Italian. <laughs> like, and then there's a room full of cardinals and yeah. a weird police box yeah all right i'm asexual now (laughs) just come out i really liked them their little date and i thought they were so cute together and stuff i just i'm just waiting for the episode where bill like is fully just this is who i am like not skirting around it with people i don't think she's skirting around it i think they're just like in the beginning because she was like you know i'm an adult i can't have a person here and the woman was like no you can't Oh, with her yeah. like foster, foster mo- mom or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, oh, I was. I think that that it would be great to see that come. That's to what head. I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. want her. I'm. Wa- I'm waiting for the episode. Cause it's gonna happen. I. I know it's gonna happen. At some yeah, point they're building she's just it gonna... up. Um, I think they've handled it really well. The like the fact that Bill is, is gay and how, like they've put it into plot lines, but only because like that's the character. So of course it's a part of her life, mm-hmm. and it's like a big part of her life. But it's never about that in a way where it's like look at it look at how accepting we are which is like a trap that a lot of shows fall into these days it's just like it's a facet of who her character is and what her life story is gonna be yeah it's clean um side note Christian uh Schwiebert I think that's how I pronounced that correctly. Let we've me know never, we, we've guessed all ta- all the times that you've been in here, Kristen. So Schwiebert. forgive us. Um, says the Tard- Tardis didn't translate the Pope in Bill's apartment, which I also found weird. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. The Tardis yeah. didn't translate the Pope anywhere. Yeah, um, which like theoretically, it, it, I think this is a Moffat rule hole, which I guess I'll call it instead <laughs> of a plot hole. It's just a rule hole. Um, where Moffat basically just decided it's more interesting to have the Pope yelling in a different language. Yeah. So it's not... The TARDIS doesn't do that right now. Yeah. I also felt like it could have been planted there as our first clue that it wasn't the real world. Because there's a chance that, like, these aliens don't know everything about the Doctor. That is a good point. That this simulation just didn't know that facet of how the TARDIS worked. Mm Mm-hmm. Which would have, it would have been cool if they had tied that in, like, as a clue that they were. Yeah. I just have less faith in Moffat to, like, know his own policies. Because <laughs> I think, I, like, I was, the person I was watching this with, I was like, can't the TARDIS do that? I'm like, Moffat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my answer. Uh, but that is a, but once you know the, the, 
uh, the truth. It is well, a reasonable Just like the TARDIS excuse. lies, Moffat does what he wants. <laughs> Moffat also lies, Not the TARDIS, too. Doctor lies. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> I know no, you meant. TARDIS also meant. lies, you know. It's been a long day. <laughs> yeah, Jacob Albert says it might be a sim glitch. Like, yeah, there you go. There's there's reasonable once the reveal is there. There's reasonable excuses that they may or may not that may or may not have been on purpose. Um, but uh, that aside, just like the whole digital self plotline, again, it just it worked. It worked for me. Um, we'll have to see where it goes. But I'm 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 on board for the ride. Um, do you guys have any other thoughts on uh, on extremists and the? Uh, uh, plotline here. I I I really am looking forward to the second part because I just I want I want it all to come to a head. I like place setting episodes, um, but I also really like seeing all the pieces fitting together. Yeah. Um. So I also really liked that scene at the end where the Doctor was talking to Missy through the vault, like basically saying like he needs help. And that, like, we were talking about vulnerability earlier, and I really love Vulnerable Doctor. Yeah. Love it! I mean, he needs somebody who can destroy a, an army yeah. with, this, with the wave of her umbrella. <laughs> That's what she had last night. Yeah, she's kind of Mary Poppinsy. Um, um, but, by the way, um, sorry, now you were talking about, uh, about this before the show. Yeah. Um, were you about to go there? Yes, I was. Uh, well, I'll let you take it. Um, Sydney Goodrich says, what was Extremist the name of exactly? And so, yeah, we were talking about because uh, the extremist isn't just like a Doctor Who specific term. Like it, it is a Latin phrase for uh, in Latin, it translates to either in the farthest reaches or at the point of death, uh, which I think both are appropriate. Um, this is the like the they make specific reference in the episode. Virtue is only virtue in extremists. Mm-hmm. So what that would mean: virtue is only virtue at the point of death, right? Uh, so like it, it's basically like it's only truly virtuous if you're still willing to do it, even when you will die and not benefit from it in the slightest bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's sort of what it refers to. It has nothing to do with crazy. Uh, I'm going to heal you and make you super powerful technology, uh, <laughs> which is what I know it from, which is Marvel and Iron Man. Uh, nothing to do with this. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that's 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 where extremists comes from. Yeah, and I, I like that being the through line for the episode, which reminds me that I also I'm just listing off things I like. I really liked that moment when uh, Missy says like I'm your friend with with no expectation, no no something or other, um, no hope. Like I like that because in the end they are friends, and we talked about that a little bit at the beginning of the season. How like through everything they've been through, they are friends. Yeah, I mean. There, it's it's almost like a brother, like brother, 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 sister relationship now, where it's like no matter what it does, at the end of the day, you're family kind of mm-hmm. thing. That's like what yeah. they are. It's like I can try to kill you, but at the end of the day, we're still friends. <laughs> they are well, especially as like in at least until Gallifrey like truly reveals itself, the last uh, Time Lords like in this plane, uh, they are in a sense brother and sister. Yeah. So it, it's a I. 
it's tough for I think it's it's hard for the doctor to see, even though they're enemies like he had there's this is his oldest relationship mm-hmm. in existence since literally they were kids like actual kids yep um, I mean unless Susan is still alive somewhere on earth but even then even then um, oh yeah true no sorry you're right because of kids <laughs> um, and he's also just spent more time with the master like over the years, like battling him slash her at different points in their history. Susan has been away for the last however many years. 50 something years now? Yeah. No, it's somewhere closer to like 400. In their time, yeah. More so, even even more. At least a thousand. Yeah, Yeah. I'm just thinking in terms of our time. In our time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I guess it would be a thousand. Yeah. Um, Because I think the doctor was, what, 16, 1700? When the series rebooted in 2005? I believe so. Um, and now he's 2000. The 2000 year old man. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Ken, Ken is asking the doctor's daughter, granddaughter. Granddaughter. Uh, yeah. Uh, what happened to result in him having a granddaughter? Where are his, his children? children? Um, what happened and, to and, his and family and wife, wife? And first wife, all those things? Yes. We don't know. He killed them all uh, <laughs> on Gallifrey. I guess he, he time locked them all in Gallifrey. I mean, there was always kind of that thought during the um, the one episode with the two women that cover their faces. I can't remember what it was with the master in that one as well back with yeah. Tennant that that was like either his granddaughter or some relation to him. Mother right. was yeah. the theory at the time. There was a lot of uh, theories. The doctor was two hundred was 900 in 2005. Yeah. Uh, thank you aged a for lot. the, uh, the alley-oop Sydney. Yeah. He has aged a lot over these past 12 years. He aged the most <laughs> in Matt Smith's years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When he was stuck yeah. on that one planet. Yeah. So when he was stuck on the, the planet, also when he... Um, uh, when he like the died, end of time. sorry, at the end uh, of time they just said the title of the episode I was talking about. Oh, yeah. nice. thank you. Um, when he when he like died, quote unquote, uh, and they had to like work backwards, but he was actually like in the uh, blah 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 astronaut. Um, what is it called? The insert insert name astronaut. <laughs> the impossible no. impossible, impossible astronaut. astronaut. Yes, that yeah. one. Um, he aged a bunch during that saga as well. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes. and then and then there's then there's last year's uh, Heaven Sent, uh, which well, I don't know whether you want to count those million years or not. Uh, I I don't think you. I don't can, think we though. do, but they existed, so it's very confusing, <laughs> right? Much like Don't Ask Us Which Number Doctor Capaldi is playing. Um, all right, um, one two point oh, duh. <laughs> that actually is the cleanest answer. <laughs> um, but even that is like requires so much explanation and qualification. Yep. Um, but it, ignoring that, why don't we talk about uh, what we're thinking as we look forward to next week's episode and get into some predictions? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you. I'm a, I'm a hype man. Look at me hyping, man. It's just in my ear. Oh, should I get? A- yeah. There you go. Thank you. All right. Um, yeah. Next week's episode: the the pyramid at the end of the world. Uh, nice, simple, not confusing at all. Title. <laughs> um, no, next week's episode. Uh, How many times will we be at the end of the world? Uh, many times. Uh, we've been there a lot. We'll be there again. 
It's not going to stop anytime soon. Which is crazy because the world is round, so there's technically no end. <laughs> no, it's like, well, this is uh, Hitchhiker's Guide style. Uh, when you say the, the restaurant at the end of the universe, mm-hmm. it's not at the physical end. It's the time end. Ah. Yeah. Because uh, the world's about to be blown to hell. Sad. Actually, no, not hell, because we already went there a couple years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, the preview for next week's episode looks awesome. Um, like, just dropping a pyramid into the world. Like, these... like. This is going to be a the most coordinated attack on the Earth. So I have to imagine we're getting unit involved, probably like different countries' armies, like, and the Doctor will be at the center of it. And then, like, how much do you guys think he's going to involve Missy? Mm. I hope that they ride in back to back on 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 tanks. Like, you know, Doctor loves tanks. So I'm hoping that with the they, guitar, yeah, <laughs> duh, and like the waves, the sound waves from the guitar are essentially what he's using to battle the the aliens, and they all start thrillering. It turns, um, it turns out they're like uh, Venom in Spider-Man Three, just yeah. like we just gotta make loud noises at them. That'll save the day. Totally. Uh, Isn't that the plot point of a couple different films? Like just make a loud noise and it fixes everything. Yeah, yeah. probably. Um, so one things one thing that the uh, Spartanals say is that like mankind will die at it by its own hands. Yeah. So like one could assume that it, it sounds like they're going to turn us against, and by us I mean all the humans in Doctor Who's universe against one another in some way, shape, or form. It could be that they have plotted to have Missy do it. Um, and is that? Do you think that's like why the execution? Like they knew that she was going to be doing something like this, or do you think it was just all of her past? Or do you think it could have involved her future? I think both. I think that if they're running simulations, they they probably know Missy's on the planet, and they're they figure they're trying to they have simulated what it would take for the doctor to let Missy out, um, or it could just be. This, I think, it would be really interesting. It's like they could be, they could have be behind like planting all the the, the nationalistic seeds, um, but, but like over the last like several decades or 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 centuries, um, dividing people more and more uh, into factions, so that when whatever they do happens, uh, humans blame each other. Yeah. And go to war with each other, causing either nuclear fall. We we don't know what they're here I mean, for. It could they might not be here for necessarily the living resources. So a nuclear fallout might be in their best interest. I mean, it could be humans against humans, or it could just be manipulating the humans, like how in um, the episode earlier this season, where they just can't listen to the doctor and are trying to start a war with the robots, and which would have killed them. Like, it could be even yeah. something along the lines of that, because that's something that was a reoccurring theme in Doctor Who, is just not listening to the Doctor and <laughs> going to our own devices anyway, and almost yeah. destroying ourselves. Um, I don't think Missy will come out of the vault next episode. I don't know. I feel like it might be a few episodes. If this is a, if this is the three-part story arc, then it definitely, I don't think, would be into the third part that she'll come out of the vault. I like we ha- he has to be driven to that point. Mm-hmm. Maybe he keeps her in there and is, like, using her as, like, a... 
like a brainstorming session. Like he goes in there with a whiteboard and is like, "All right, so if they do this, how would you react?" I like to She's feel like, like inside the vault, it's like Hannibal Lecter type stuff. He has the piano in there now, so yeah. like Hannibal Lecter had his like art supplies. She has the piano. Like, it's like a glass thing, and he's just sitting outside talking. Glass with like tiny air holes in it. Mm-hmm. With a hello, doctor. With the big mask over her mouth. <laughs> um. All I, but I do. I am very excited to explore more of Bill and Nardle together and their relationship because I think that their chemistry is really fun to watch. Everything that Nardle does, like the more we get from Matt Lucas, the more in I am on his character. Mm-hmm. Like I already liked him as an actor. He's just a, he's a great like comedic performer. Um, and like Nardle has been a fun character, but like every episode they drive him into a much more. In- like combination of like badass but like lovable doofus yeah like i love i loved him and bill in this episode like i know it's the simulation version but he's like yeah i'm kind of a badass and he's like (laughs) swaggering and matt lucas is like the least badass looking person i love the fact that the first time i saw him i think was in alice in wonderland Mm -hmm. and i just feel like i've seen him in like so many things since then, but he's such a recognizable person. I think the first thing that I can remember seeing him in was Bridesmaids. Uh, yeah, I think Alice in Wonderland, then Bridesmaids after. Right? Yeah, because um, I didn't see the, the Alice in Wonderland. He was Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah, uh, I don't need to see those. Yeah, I'll, keep watching, <laughs> I'll keep watching him as Nardal. Yeah, you don't need to see him. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I thought those were great. Uh, like Those were great moments from him, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing more from, from him and from Bill. And the doctor and Missy as we go forward. Yeah, yeah. Now that we're, me too. Um, now that we're officially halfway through the season. Yeah. Uh, also, I predict Bill gets Penny. He, she like gets her. Yeah, you get Real it, Bill. Penny. She deserves you get it. She deserves to have Just somebody. Like, yeah, me. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not me too. <laughs> I agree. I mean, you too. I mean, I agree. We all deserve not, someone. I also deserve someone. <laughs> You do right. deserve you someone. Do and and you guys deserve to, to have us wrap out on a non-crazy note. But it's not going to happen. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us here for the Doctor Who After Show at AfterBuzz TV. I have been your host, Zach Wilson. Uh, you can find me. And again, feel free to yell at me for bad jokes or uh, or just make, tell me better ones. Like, come on, I can just... Help me out here. Uh, all, all over the internet at that Zach Wilson. Um, you can also find me on the Leftovers After Show, or if you're still catching up on Agents of Shield, we just did the finale last week, um, and we might have some. We do. We just have to figure out scheduling. Uh, we were challenged. Uh, the fans met the goals, and now we will be doing some uh, weird fan fiction. <laughs> Uh, oh, about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at some point when we can figure out scheduling for that. Um, and uh, my sketch team, uh, Turncoat, uh, you can find us performing here around the Los Angeles area. And if you are a subscriber on Geek and Sundry, uh, we just did a live show on Gather Your Party on Friday night. And you can see that on uh, the uh, on twitch.tv slash geek and sundry. It was ridiculous. Basically, you can find him everywhere. I'm all over the place. <laughs> you guys can Brianna. find me at bvips14 on Twitter and Instagram, bvips1214 on Snapchat. Thank you guys for having me this week. Um, you'll have your normal hosts back yeah, next week. Thank you for, for joining us. Sorry. I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. It's T-E-R-I-J-A-Y. Also, it is the season finale of the full DC Slate. 
Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, all of them. Season finales this week. Catch me there. I deserve someone and you deserve to keep watching these shows. Yeah, and your dating profile is where? <laughs> oh, you can find me on all the sweet, sweet dating profiles. All right, guys. This has been the Doctor Who After Show. Thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 